0: Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at thelyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing, we now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Hello and welcome to the conversation at LYF Podcast Series, where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is JR, IT Tech, Web Admin, and Board Member of the Love Yourself Foundation.
2: And my name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation.
1: Ayla, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. I've started a new job. I'm feeling very optimistic about life. Okay. And I'm really excited for today's topic.
1: Me too. And I think that is a great segue into what we're talking about, which is purpose. And I think that is a big thing that people think about. People discuss all the time. I know I've done it with my friends of trying to figure out what your purpose in life is. What is it that you're meant to do? Meant to be whatever it may be. Yeah, maybe, you know what I'm saying?
2: Purpose is a huge anxiety factor for everyone. It comes across our mind. What am I meant to do in my life? I don't feel any sense of direction. And that's why it's having its own episode today.
1: Yes. And as always, when we start our episodes, we always like to give the definition of what we are talking about. So let's just dive in right now. Definition for purpose is the reason of which something is done or created or for which something exists, which sounds confusing to me, but
2: (laughs) yeah, it's the definition, but not the answer. We're like, okay, but what's mine and what's (laughs) yours? Like 8 billion people. It's definitely something that is not easy to find. And that's why I'm really so excited to talk about it because once you unlock that attitude towards purpose with what we're discussing today, you'll be able to find that happiness in your life comes so much easier. And that's why like you can tell I'm so excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I know. And People can't see it, but the excitement is coming over this Zoom call right now. <laughs> yeah, and I feel the same way too, trying to figure out what your purpose is and what is it that you uh, really are destined to do, so to speak. I think there are multiple conversations we can have of the meaning of purpose and something that's a little bit more deeper than that, which is what we were put on this earth to do. And That's a big question to ask. And I feel the anxiety as well especially coming out of working a a job that I've been working for so many years. And now I'm in a place where trying to figure out what the purpose is. It it is exciting. It is nerve wracking, anxiety inducing. But I think it's just the journey that everybody is trying to find for themselves in this world that we live in.
2: Yeah. And I think that purpose is hard because when we look at it, we think that one day we're going to find one thing that we're super good at. Like it's so natural to us. We're phenomenal at it. It brings every part of our life together and we're happy doing it. And when we don't have that, that is where the anxiety comes because we're like, is this the right choice? Is this what I want to be doing? Is this what I meant to be doing? And I think that's the first problem is because that isn't necessarily what purpose is about.
1: And I, I definitely feel that too. And I guess it's also something to make note of as well as... Sometimes I get in this mindset that purpose is more of what it is that I'm doing as far as what my career is or what it's going to be. But purpose can also come from relationships as well with your family, friends. What is your purpose? Finding a partner is your purpose to find a partner or are you supposed to be on your own? And I think it's important that we see it on all sides, not just what is it that I Uh, I'm going to do to make money or Uh, or anything like that.
2: Yeah. And I think that's interesting because I remember in college, a professor asking, I want to hear from multiple people, what is purpose? And everyone had a different answer because some people say it's to be happy. Some people say it's to procreate. Some people say it's to find what you're good at. And so Mm -hmm. I think that when you take each of those, you get a different outcome, obviously, But I really want to emphasize that I'm glad that you said that because purpose is defined by you.
1: Wow. Yes, yes. That is amazing that you brought that up, that we have to understand purpose is individualistic. You get to define what it is that you want to do. And I think we've had this discussion, too, of do we have a choice or did the universe already decide what it is that you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go? I believe personally, that we do have choices in our lives that shape us, that put us on a certain path. And all of that is individualistic. It's all based on you, that we can't get caught up in other people deciding what it is that we should be doing. And really what it needs to be is what we want to do.
2: Yeah. And when you look at it that way, instantly, it's a a relief, at least for me, because it, it gives you some power back. Instead of you doing everything you can to find the answer, you can create it. And that's something that's really beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And an example that I put down here is why you do what you do. And that all feeds back into what is your purpose? How do you define it? There are things that have happened in my life that has gotten me to the place I am now that makes me not necessarily question what it is that I'm doing, but it does bring to light things that I enjoy, things that I uh, like to do, whether it's for myself or for others. LYF is a perfect example of that. I didn't even know that I was going to be a part of this foundation. <laughs> I simply was just a guest to a lot of these events, and I was just there to watch and to partake in, in what was going on that I had no idea that I would be in the role that I am within the foundation. So part of that is, was this my purpose? Was I meant to be here having a a podcast with a great co-host talking about these conversational topics? Was that my purpose? I don't know if it was, but I am enjoying all of it and... I think it's important to understand that sometimes with purpose, as much as we want to try to define it, sometimes things just happen and you have to just take it in the moment, right?
2: Yeah. It makes me excited because I just want to jump in into what I found. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
2: (laughs) Okay. I know you also researched some things and have found some answers, so you'll go over that too. But I am pulling from a book called Own Your Everyday from Jordan Lee Dooley. And so if you like or are profound by the things that I'm talking about, be sure to check out the book and you can dive in a little bit more to these topics. The entire book is about purpose and finding yours. And it's a six step kind of revelation in your life. And so I'm going to go over each of the steps and how it makes you rethink what purpose is in a way that allows you to be happy and choose happiness every day. So the first one is that the solution is never on the surface Mm. and I think that a lot of times we're like, okay, it'll be really obvious to us if this is our purpose, because we'll be instantly good at it, we'll enjoy it, everything will be in line. However, it takes a little bit of a deep dive into our life. And so it's not something that you come to very quickly, because when it comes to finding out who you really are, you need to dig deep, you need to reflect. And that's a common theme as JR throughout this whole series is that you really need to understand you. And that's the mm. first step to finding your purpose.
1: I like that a lot. Solution is never on the surface. And I think we want to believe that it is sometimes so that it's right in front of you or it will come to you immediately when you just sit with yourself and five, 10 minutes later, you already know this is what I am meant to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ideally, that would be nice. That
1: would be nice. Sometimes in life, it doesn't give you those answers right away. And I think that's great to understand that it's okay to know that it's not on the surface and it might take some time for you to figure that out.
2: Yeah, I think that a big part of understanding your purpose is to understand all parts of you. And obviously that takes more time than the surface level. You need to understand your desires, your needs, what you're good at, what you're bad at, what you're interested in, like all these things that go together, your values, that all contributes to understanding what it is that you find valuable.
1: I think it's interesting, too, that this feeds into a previous episode that we had as well of fear of failure. That's what comes to mind. Allowing yourself to fail, to understand you more, to understand what works for you, what doesn't. That's just a, a facet. The solution is not is never on the surface. You need to take that time to reflect and understand who you are in order to figure that out. And yeah, I think that that's great.
2: Yeah. And this is also something that occurred for me in therapy. I don't know if it did for you, but anytime I had a feeling about something, whether it was, I'm so angry that this person did this, or I don't understand why this is happening or why I feel this way about this situation. And the prompt would always be dig deeper. Mm. There's something underlying that you feeling about it. It's not necessarily that there's an underlying thing. My therapist would always say, dig deeper. And I think that's why it's the first step here is because to understand what you're meant to do, you need to understand the deeper parts of yourself.
1: The universe works in very mysterious ways that I recently just had a couple of days ago, a therapy session of involving a method that I've never experienced before and that was the experience of going deeper. So my therapist had told me, whatever this emotion that you're feeling in this moment, go deeper. What else is there? Mm-hmm. See if there's any other emotions that come up. I've never experienced anything like that. This is kind of <laughs> crazy. I'm like, how, how is it that she just mentioned that? And I just experienced that what's happening right now. Well,
2: I'm glad that you can affirm that what I'm saying does yes. occur. So the second step is to step outside of your comfort zone. And we've mentioned this before, and this is because if you have a certain set of expectations for yourself, then you'll never be able to discover your potential and or life's potential even, both of those. So once you can find a way to step outside your comfort zone little by little and then building, you're able to really find life's value and the things that you find valuable in life.
1: 100%. We're living it right now. And like you said, we've talked about it at length on multiple other episodes. i ain't going to bore people with (laughs) the same story over and over again, but yes, it really does take you taking that leap of faith to put yourself in certain situations that you have not been in before in order to understand yourself to the fullest. And I am a product of that. And you are too. And I'm pretty sure people who are listening can relate to that.
2: And for me, at least some of my best memories and some of the times when I felt most in tune with myself was when I took that leap and tried something new. It's it's great. It it (laughs) is great. It seems so, yeah, it it just seems so self-explanatory. Everyone says that don't be in your comfort zone, Like blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, when you're looking at your purpose and you've took the first step and you've dove deeper, if you really want to find what it is your meaning of life to be, you need to step outside of what you've always done. Hmm. Because at least for me, there have been times when I'm like, if my purpose is something that I've done before, then that sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't been able to do the things that, <laughs> I haven't really had much opportunity to do different things. Yeah. So I think that it's good to constantly tell yourself that, there is no ceiling of potential and there is no ceiling of what you're allowed to do in your life.
1: Yeah. Don't limit yourself because you don't know what is possible until you try it.
2: Exactly. I love that. And so the next one, which is number three, is that disappointment is tough, but it can also be a powerful and positive force. And so this sounds like a lot of words, and you're like, how does that correlate to purpose? And it connects to what we were just saying, in that if you are disappointed in something, if you thought that something was really leading to a purposeful place for you, and you were like, wow, this I feel like this is my purpose. This feels good. And it leads to disappointment. Mm -hmm. Don't let yourself lose track of the progress that you've made to get there. And I think a lot of times when we're disappointed, we like to sit in that for a long time. And we're like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. And, I, I, and you can't really see the future for a, a, a minute because you're so focused in that present disappointment. But I like to pay attention to the end of this, which says that it can be a powerful and positive force because disappointment lets that matter to you. And that is a big step because that's meaning for you. And so once you find that you are disappointed, you know that, okay, that shows that I really did enjoy doing that thing, which is on track for what you're looking for.
1: I like that point, actually. And to apply it more of a personal purpose. What comes to mind is the things that I've done in my past that I would sit with those memories for a very long time. And there would be a weight that was on my shoulders forever that remembering the things that I did in the past that weren't good was a disappointment for me. Yeah. But when I took the time to forgive myself of for those things to, to work through what it is that I was truly holding on to. That was the powerful and positive force to be the person that I am today. So wow. it was not necessarily, I was not destined to be who I was. I was trying to be a better version of me today is mm-hmm. what comes to mind. And I need to write that down so I can put that on a t-shirt That was dope.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that. And the example that she used in the book, I really enjoyed because she talked about how sometimes we have a plan for us and we make that plan and we say, I'm going to do this job. I'm going to move in to this place. I'm going to live forever with this person. And parts of the plan don't work. Mm -hmm. And that is devastating because once the plan doesn't work, it feels like you're lost. And there's no hope. And her point was that when she looks back at those times when things didn't go according to plan and they didn't know how they would move forward, her and her husband, she laughs almost because she realizes that that disappointment led to a better life in the end. And just because something that's planned for you doesn't end up happening doesn't mean that there isn't a better plan coming your way. And I think that's the biggest thing to take away from it is that just because you're disappointed doesn't mean that you're not going to be happy ever again. It just means that something that's more meant for you will be coming down the road.
1: I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, I think we live in a world where we want that instant gratification. And sometimes when things don't pan out, we feel like it's over. Uh, I'm never going to be able to do this, or I'm never going to be able to meet somebody. But, like you said, m- maybe it's not working out tonight or uh, today that it could ha- ha- work out later on down the road. So, give yourself that time to yeah. heal, to uh, understand, to learn whatever it may be, because what it is that you're trying to achieve might not be right now, it will be later. And it's okay to have that time to get there.
2: Yeah. And I think for me, looking back, I had a lot of plans (laughs) and I used to try to plan out everything when I was younger, even like young teens, Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be married by this age. And I want to have a house by this age. And I want to do this job. And the thing is that you can never plan for life. You can't. And that shouldn't be something that's devastating or disappointing because I think that's the most exciting part for me is that you never know what's coming your way. And that's something that for me, it brings a lot of happiness because there's so much potential out there.
1: Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Give me some more points. We we, (laughs) we have some more. I, I need I'm feeling it right now.
2: I'm glad. Okay, so number four is about comparison-induced pressure. So this is that you and your brain compare yourself often to other people and you feel pressured to perform at their level. And the example used in the book was that imagine yourself at the gym and you are on the treadmill between two people. And in your brain, for some reason, you wanna stack up to how fast they're going. You're like, I don't wanna walk slower. I'm gonna look like a chump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden you're starting to compare yourself why are they going faster than me maybe I need to speed up a little bit oh my gosh they're speeding up am I not doing enough and instead of focusing on your progress you're now comparing yourself to someone else's state and the thing that I really took away from this is that sometimes we're not getting far in our own path because we're focused on getting far in other people's and that's something that's a big revelation for me because when you stop constantly comparing yourself to others, you can reduce that pressure in your life and finally move towards the things that you actually want to be around.
1: And that's something that I struggle with quite a bit, even today. As much progress have I've made for myself to be a better version of me. Now there are still those times where I'm comparing. Uh, myself to other people or comparing my business to others that are more successful, even though I just literally started, just started. <laughs> two months ago, two <laughs> weeks. And I'm like, why am I not successful like these people? <laughs> <laughs> but I like the gym analogy too, is the thing that I hear all the time is everyone who is fit, everyone who is built up tons of muscle, whatever the case may be, people weren't born that way. No, (laughs) it took time and effort for them to have the physique that they want. It's not like they just walked into the gym one day, went on the treadmill and lost a hundred pounds, just do five squats. And then I'm totally in shape that it it all takes time and and you can't compare. And even that analogy too, is everyone's body is different. Mm -hmm. That what one thing works for one person might not work for somebody else. And you have to figure out what is best for you your body? What is it that you want to look like or feel like? Exactly. That you can't compare yourself to other people because it, it's such an individual moment or thing or whatever you want to describe it as that you just need to be focused on what is important for you and what works for you.
2: Yeah. One of the points was to focus on your why at all times. And that's something that I always heard, but never gave it meaning to in the way that I should have. If you know why you're doing things and you value that why, then that's what matters. If I'm going to the gym because I want to be able to run the speed of the guy next to me as long as he is, I really want to be in shape like that. Then instead of looking at it as I need to match up and I'm beating myself up because I don't, you look at it as I'm really proud of myself because I'm working towards my goal and look Mm -hmm. at me now. And so I think that constantly reminding yourself of why you do each thing is a good step into understanding what's meaningful and what your purpose is in life.
1: Which is also a good reminder of how you talk to yourself, how you frame things for your mind, because it can be a great thing, but on a different spectrum, it could be a terrible thing. If you talk to yourself the way that is negative, that if you are kinder to who you are, Especially when you're trying to achieve certain things that take time, yeah, it could be a game changer.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that's actually one of the. Oh, that's actually the next point, which is a good lead-in. It's almost like you knew. What's up? <laughs> you know. So number five is that conquering distraction will help you lead a life full of purpose. And you may say, how like how do I know what's a distraction then? And this is something I really battled with before I started college because the idea of having unlimited possibilities is a distraction to you because it's letting you know that there's so many choices and it's trying to distract you with the easy ones, with the ones that are most flashy when really it's much beyond that. We have to dig deeper. It's not just on the surface. And so um, the points are written now and I'll just read it word for word so you can understand it it says, how can we avoid getting knocked off course? The first step is to identify your most common distractions, the things you can't resist at the end of an overwhelming day, like scrolling through social media, or perhaps a easy personal affirmation in the form of likes on Instagram. And so I definitely see distractions in my life very commonly after work, I'm tired. And instead of going to the gym, I'm like, hey, got to hop on Netflix or got to scroll through TikTok or do anything else besides the things that would be productive. So it's really important to dig deep, understand your distractions, write them down, even if you have to.
1: I agree. And I am guilty of feeding into the distractions. I have to be honest about that. But recently I took some time off of Instagram, about a week. And it really allowed me to refocus on the things that I needed to get done for myself. And there is that importance of not allowing yourself to be distracted, to really understand you and understand what it is that you need to do. And it was very beneficial to do that. And now that I'm coming back onto Instagram, I can still catch myself getting lost again. So it, it is uh, a thing that I'm trying to incorporate more to put the phone down, do what I need to do to not only better myself, but better the things that I want to accomplish. Again, like we were talking about, it takes time. And the sooner that you're able to do, the sooner that you're able to understand what those distractions are and be able to put them aside, the sooner you'll be able to figure out what that purpose is for yourself.
2: Yeah, it says that the problem with distractions is that it makes us live a passive life. We're less purposeful with our actions. And instead of finding a way to know ourselves and know what matters to us, we're falling into that passive day to day of, okay, I didn't get anything really productive. Say, I'm not moving forward. I'm not growing. We're just existing. And that's an inhibitor to finding your purpose and finding meaning in life if you're just living that way.
1: Right. Now, I I do want to say that I am all for those moments of just decompressing. It's okay to watch a movie, TV show, whatever it is that you want to consume in order for your mind to just relax. So I'm totally for that. But I also understand the idea of overconsumption Mm -hmm. and how detrimental that can be for your goals. And it's tough for me and I'm not going to pretend like I'm this person who's, I'll be on Instagram for 10 minutes and then I'm going to turn it <laughs> off. I have a timer on my TV. So that way I can only watch two episodes of this TV show. No, I, I over consume folks. Okay. <laughs> and I think over time, I'm starting to understand, okay, I can do this, but I know that there's stuff that needs to be done. So I need to just stop. And-
2: yeah. So it says to um, do this, it's important to embrace the 10 10 10 rule. And I've never heard of this before. It's a concept developed by Susie Welch, and it's a way to make great decisions. So, what you need to do is every time you make a decision about what you're going to spend time on, consider the consequences. And so, the consequences in 10 minutes, in 10 weeks, and in 10 years. And obviously, if you find that there are no consequences, there's no consequences. Sounds like a good decision to me, Mm -hmm. but this works best for me with the gym because I'll be like, okay, if I decide not to go, then I'm not going to feel better about my health. I could in turn cause my health to depreciate over the next 10 years and I'm not putting myself in a good position. And then I'm finding that skipping the gym is not a good decision. (laughs) And so you can do this with everything to find out if it is something that truly matters and something that will make your life feel more meaningful.
1: That's a great exercise, actually. I've never heard of that either, but it makes total sense that it will help you make those better decisions by using that rule.
2: Yeah. And I think that leads into the final point, which kind of wraps everything together, is that you need to redefine success around who you really are. And when you think of purpose, you need to change your attitude from finding out the thing that aligns everything in your life to defining success around what makes you happy each day and seeing that okay my purpose in life is to live it to the fullest and I know that's such a cliche corny line but if you start looking at each day each month each year as how can I enjoy life the most this year and how can I really embrace the world that I'm in and move forward in my life I think that as we've discussed this entire episode, leaning into who you are, because only you have that answer immediately lead you towards more happiness in your day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. I'm happy that you brought that up because that kind of seems to be the catalyst of the decision making that I do now in my life, where something as small as money used to be my measure of success. The more money I make, the more successful I am. Has now turned into if I'm doing something that makes me happy. That is what success is. And I think that was huge for me to understand that and to actually be honest with myself. That is what I want, because sometimes we can say certain things because it sounds good in the moment, but not truly believe it. This is something that I truly believe. I want to be happy in my life, whatever that may look like. Whoever may be in that moment, I just want to be happy. And what I've always been taught from my parents and from work and the more money you make, the better person that you are or the more successful person that you are. And now it's just I don't believe that's true anymore. Sure. Money helps. I'm not saying that money does help. (laughs) But is money my happiness? No, it's not anymore. I just want to be happy doing the things that I enjoy with the people that I love. And that is the measure of success for me.
2: Yeah, I love that you said that because if your why is to always focus on that and to make sure that all your actions reflect you in a way that you're proud of, then that's really what you can do. And I think that's something that you need to remind yourself of as much as possible.
1: I'm glad you brought all this stuff up (laughs) because this has definitely (laughs) gotten my mind working even more and uh, really driving that idea of purpose and what it is that I want to do, where I want to be. And I hope that it does the same for those that are listening as well.
2: Yeah. And so before we go into the research that you found, let's um, have a little intermediate quote break.
1: I'm I'm just going to do an audible right here. We're not even going to go into the stuff that I brought in because it's just going to reiterate the stuff that you have brought up. And I think that the points that you outlined today are way more impactful uh, than what I put in these notes. So let's not even go into my research. Let's just go straight into the quotes.
2: (laughs) Okay, so my quote is one of the ones that is probably one of the most meaningful quotes to me of all time. And I'm glad that I could fit it in an episode somewhere. And it is to let go of the life we have planned so as to enjoy the life we have waiting for us from Joseph Campbell. And that has been something so profound to me to look at it as instead of looking forward and planning everything in our life, if we can sit back and enjoy what is waiting for us and let go of those expectations, that's what leads to true happiness.
1: I love that quote so much. And it makes so much sense too. that. We try to force things in our lives to have a certain outcome that we're so involved in that idea that we either miss things that are in front of us Mm -hmm. or when things don't pan out the way we want it to, we feel defeated. That if we just let go of that notion and let life give us what it is that is waiting for us, I think you have a much more enjoyable Outlook on things that you are dealing with. What quote did you pick? My quote that I picked is The purpose of life is not to be happy, it is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I picked this one specifically because I know that I said that happiness is what defines my success, but Sometimes I get caught up with the word happiness and I ask myself, what does happy look like to me? And in this quote of being useful, being honorable, being compassionate, it all encompasses that word of happy or happiness that being able to define what happy looks will make the difference of the way that I want to live.
2: Yeah, no, I'm really glad that you explained it in that way because it really just goes back to understanding what things mean to you. And to really dig deeper like that, and like I said, redefine success, redefine happiness, and to be able to understand the things that are important to you. That's something that's really amazing. And I don't am not left speechless often, but but I definitely love how you noted that.
1: Make note of this, folks Ayla Babakitis on this episode was speechless.
2: Yeah, it's really great. And I know that you didn't want to talk about your research, but I just see at the end of your notes here that you talk about contemplation and reflective practices. And I think that would be something good for people to hear if they want to know how to start that process of understanding themselves.
1: Sure. So we can get into that too. So with contemplation, it's about seeking answers to questions about who you are, how you should live, and where you belong. And some practices that you can do in order to answer those questions that could involve journaling, meditation, some kind of guided imagery that enables you to relax the mind and focus on the present moment, which is important because sometimes we, I know that Monica did a podcast episode where she had mentioned a quote that says, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift. That's why it's called the present, that sometimes we involve ourselves too much in the past or we consume ourselves of what we want in the future, that sometimes we're um, not able to be in the present moment and enjoy what's happening right in front of us. Letting go of those preconceived notions of who you think you are and instead becoming open and curious about what will arise going back into that quote that you have mentioned as well of just letting go of life and allowing it to happen for you plays into that idea as well. Yeah.
2: And I really wanted you to talk about this because I think that when you're trying to say, okay, I'm ready to redefine success and look at how I want my life to be purposeful to me and how I want to define that. I think that reflecting through all these ways is a great way to remind yourself of those things. And I think I'm biased because I like journaling the most. I like Mm -hmm. having a written form so I can refer back to it later. Same. And it's really nice to have a place that you can just let it all out and be honest with yourself. And if you don't like writing things because you're afraid someone will read it, type it on the computer. So that way it's locked. Type it on your notes app and lock the notes. That's something that I like to do, just so you can be truly honest and vulnerable with yourself. I think a lot of times we move past that point and even shield ourselves from the real truths that we hold in our brain. And once you allow yourself to be honest with yourself and discuss those things that you were hiding for a while and you realize, wow, I was wrong about this thing and I've been trying to ignore That's when that growth can occur and you can start moving towards that life that you've been looking for.
1: I'm glad that you brought that up too. It is important to write it down, type it out, whatever that form is. It is important to put those words on paper for you to actually see what it is that you're either going through, where it is that you want to go, or who it is that you want to be. All of it is truthful to you. And I think that is important. So I'm happy that you brought that up because there have been multiple times and I'm in the same way as you too. Journaling has been a transformative experience. And the fact that you're the only one who gets to see it, it creates that kind of relationship with yourself yeah. of being honest and, and being truthful and not holding. I think it's easy for us to give advice to others, to be there for friends and family and to try to guide people the best that we can but sometimes when it comes to us we're not able to do that and most of the time is just because we've never practiced something like that for me journaling has been that escape or that kind of redefining moment for me of just knowing who i am what is it that i like what i don't like maybe things that i haven't talked about with myself for a very long time or if ever that it allows me to become a better person, um, a better version of myself, because I'm being honest with myself. And I think that is really important for people to understand that it can guide you into a direction that will find you that purpose. Mm
2: -hmm. And you usually we end the episode with how we can use this to love ourselves. And I think that what you just said is truly that you can build that relationship with yourself through these uh, deeper understandings. And you can be able to find purpose through choosing you each day. And that's something that I feel like I've talked about before, but for some reason in this life, a lot of us don't choose ourselves every day and we follow the paths of others and we distract ourselves from what we really want. And I think that following what JR just said, being able to build that relationship with yourself is the true meaning of self-love.
1: 100%. And I think that is a good place to close out this amazing episode. Ayla, any final thoughts on purpose or anything that we've talked about today?
2: You know, for once, I'm just really glad that you chose this topic, JR. And I I have a lot of reflecting to do this week. And I'm really glad because I don't get to say that often. And I'm really (laughs) happy to be able to dig deeper and understand where I'm moving forward and what each day brings me.
1: Yeah. And I would have to agree with you as well. I think that this episode and everything that we talked about has actually helped me and allowed me to think even more into what it is that I want for myself and where it is that I want to be. And especially the points that you had mentioned earlier too, it gives me a better framework to make those decisions for what my purpose is going to be or what it is that I want my purpose to be. So thank you for that. I appreciate you. And thank you to everybody who um, is listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it.
2: I just want to say, I hope everyone listening... Has gotten something from this episode as well. And with that, we always want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what purpose means to you.
1: Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another and love this planet we call home.